Three shots, four part, I just do two, one pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo, new driver, info, replace, M2, pop five, fairway, what you finna do? Think I'll try to get on into, start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up high and two fingers pointed. The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Weir has won the Masters. I'm playing. Sometimes these parts of green look like an island. I plunge in and keep it on dry land. At least I'm my try man. I up with the five and might use the trap man. I got a chip man. Last angle ball speed. Rate of that bass man. And where that ball land. Watch that some- All right. Welcome to On the Screws podcast. Uh, really, really great episode this week. I am uh, chatting with Mike, uh, Mike Johnny from 36 a day. So if you're watching this over on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, head, head over to YouTube. You got to see our headwear. These hats are pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, so we'll get into the hat shop a little bit. But Mike, maybe you can just kind of let us know any of the any of the listeners know what the Golf Journal is uh, or your blog, kind of how the uh, 36 a day brand got started. Well, first, Mac, thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, excited to be able to chat with you. Uh, I started my blog uh, seven years ago, and I got to give my cousin a lot of credit because he had taken a summer off and he wanted to play the top courses across the United States. He was self-employed and he'd play a lot of local courses, but he'd do these like two, three-day junkets. He'd head up to Kohler, Wisconsin. He called me on the 18th green, just getting off one of the new abandoned dunes courses and of course, like I'm prepping for like a meeting or a presentation. He's like, oh my God, you got like, we got to come here. And he's all excited. It just gave me pause to realize that this would be a really cool idea just to, to create a list of public courses in the country where anybody could play and just start to knock it off systematically. And uh, it's, it's been a blast. It's been so much fun that the golf in Canada is absolutely fantastic. And that was the basis of the, the start of the blog with a focus on the course reviews. And over time, it's, it's grown to uh, uh, you know, include the, the hats. It's, it's been a recent development, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's been it's a labor of love. Yeah, now it's kind of, well, labor of love for all of us, right? So I was thinking, as, as you were saying, Bandon Dunes there, they've played a little bit of the USM there. And I was watching a Kyle Berkshire video there. Um, those courses, I think there's like seven courses now there or something, which is absolutely unbelievable. I have not played any of them, but I definitely need to get down there and play all seven, make a trip of it. But um, yeah, that's a great segue. Why don't we hop into like, we focus mainly, your brand is built and kind of... Uh, travel you know based on traveling across the country here in canada so from i went on your website i saw some courses you even had some on victoria island um bear mountain i believe which is um one of the past guests he was playing there mac boucher was playing there for a couple of months he's the uh, head teaching professional at at muskoka bay but right after um right after i had my podcast with him he actually flew out that night or the next day, I think it was, and played Bear Mountain for about five weeks. So maybe you can just kind of talk about the um, just how the course reviews work and some of the ones that you've maybe played. Because I, I wrote down a couple that I would love to get into, but you can uh, you can lead us off for sure. Well, I'll start with I'll start with Bear Mountain because it was probably one of the first courses that I was able to play. I I've got a, a research administration job at York University that gives me a couple opportunities a year to travel across the country, and I just tack on some time. And, and it would have been probably around 2013 or 2014, I was in Victoria for, for a while, 
and decide. And I mean, this was early December and I went out and, and played there. Uh, I was going to do a review, but it was a really foggy day. So I'm kind of like, oh, it's disappointing. I'm not going to be able to take any photos, but I played with a couple members and uh, they, you know, we had a beer afterward and, and they were like, well, what are you up to? I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go to uh, Olympic view. I'm going to play another course. And you know, <laughs> got this bucket list I'm trying to knock off. And he's like, absolutely not. You're going to throw your clubs back in this cart. We're going out. We're going to play another round because it started to clear up. And well, I mean, the course is, sensational the the views over victoria and then this was at the time where that uh, the 19th hole which i believe now is probably the 14th or the 15th on the um the mountain course it wasn't a, a part of the course per se but that's the one with the really scenic vista over yeah. the city well by the time we played the second round it had really cleared up nicely and it was just such a fabulous experience within the last well, I guess within the last couple of years, I've had a chance to go back and I've played the, the newer Valley course, which for me is really underrated. It was, it's so well-designed, an enjoyable layout. Um, it's potentially walkable because I don't think the mountain course is so much, but now what they have on the property are two fabulous championship courses. That's uh that's pretty incredible. And like I was saying, um, in the past, one of our podcast guests was able to, one of the things he does is he posts a lot of whole vlogs and stuff, right? So if you haven't already, check out Mac Boucher Golf, because if you scroll down a couple weeks, he'll have hole after hole after hole. He's definitely taken a video on each one of them. And I know the exact view that you're talking about over the city. He took a photo of it and posted it, which was really, really amazing. So I thought I'd write down a couple, Mike, if you don't mind that. We could talk about. Um, I For haven't. Sure. I haven't been out west. I've traveled uh, down east. Unfortunately, I only got one round in down there before uh, some inclement weather set in. So I only got to play <laughs> one course, which isn't on your list. So I'm gonna. We'll start out west. We'll make our way east, and then I'm gonna suggest one to put on your list next time you're out. Uh, you're down Please east. Do. So, um, Banff, Banff Springs. Can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about Banff? So, firstly, my favorite golf architect in, in the country is Stanley Thompson, right. who did most of his work in the country in the 20s and 30s. And uh, he had designed Banff Springs in addition to, to Jasper Park and, and several all across the country. Um, I, I had an opportunity to play it as a single, which was really, wow. really special because I was able to take my time. It was a beautiful day for photography, but... Uh, the current layout is a little different than the initial layout. They, it originally started at the hotel and, and kind of looped all the way around. They built a, a more modernized uh, clubhouse. But still, I mean, just the, I'd asked the, the starter around some of the scenic holes and he just kind of chuckled and goes, oh, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty self-evident. It really kind of culminated on their signature par three, the Devil's, Devil's Cauldron. And I arrived at that hole, and of course, I'm, I'm taking all kinds of pictures. And knowing I was a single and that there was nobody behind me for an hour and a half, I was really surprised when the golf cart showed up. I'm kind of, kind of miffed, where I'm like, what's, like, what's going on? Well, the hotel does um, tours of the course. And uh, you know, they said, listen, we don't have clubs. We're, we're just here to see the course. And I'm like, well, but perhaps you could do a favor for me. You know, I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to hit the ball. And if, if you could take a, a picture for me, I'll just simply hold my finish. And, and the guy's, oh, I'd be happy to. I'm actually a professional photographer. Perfect. <laughs> so it's just, it was just an incredible experience. So, and when you play special courses like that, they always seem to go by yeah. really quickly. But uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. it was Lasting a memories. Day yeah. and, and just so well designed. I mean, the thing about Stanley Thompson for me is I always feel like I'm going back in time. It, it, uh, it feels like it's a kind of a minimalist approach, although you can really appreciate the amount of work that it would take to move dirt. And Absolutely, and yeah. Carve out a bit, carve out a bit of rock. It's a, it's a special course, man. Well, and and uh, I just mentioned a little bit earlier before we uh, got the mics rolling here that um, on Thursday afternoon I'll be playing Cortha, uh, so uh, top 100 course in Canada, Stanley Thompson design, very narrow. I've got one of my lower rounds um there i think i have a 75 there so the greens are absolutely lightning fast like they're so punishing but they're they're a lot of fun but uh fairways are narrow like you you drive into the course and you just know it's a stanley thompson design right so let's uh let's come out here into ontario so one of the ones that i got um right off the bat was cobble beach so uh, a friend of mine works for sportsnet he's been on the podcast in the past and he grew up in owen sound so he actually like threw an absolute dart on number 17 got a video of it looked great made a nice birdie there but uh probably one of the nicer courses in ontario um so i'm hoping to get out this year uh there are a couple i know a couple of the local tours have events there and whatnot so i'm hoping to maybe get out and play um what's your thoughts on cobble beach it's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. And, and as a resort course, it's really approachable off the tee. Right. Uh, every hole ha- has a view of, of the Harbor. Um, it's incredibly well conditioned. Um, and, and I would argue that it's, it's decent value. It's not the cheapest course you'll ever play, but it's right. such a fun experience. It was, I had such a great time there that the minute I was done, I was thinking, when can I get that? Yeah. 36, it, it, 36 a day, right? Just, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, it was, it was that special. It was, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's well worth it. So the, uh, the same buddy of mine, Sam, uh, Sam McKee has been on the podcast in the past with me, just kind of chatting golf, loves golf. He told me that Lakeview is the best municipal course in the area, uh, best muni um, that he thought he had ever played in Ontario. So I noticed that you had played it. It was on your list. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Um, so a little bit more value there. I had planned to play with him actually when they shut uh, golf down or not golf, like when they shut, uh, like pretty much shut everything down. Um, I believe that was a Friday and we were planning to play the Monday or whatever. Maybe it was a couple days before. So I missed out on playing Lakeview. So maybe you can give me a bit of an idea of uh, what I missed out on. It's, I would, I would agree that it's one of the nicer municipal courses, arguably probably within the country. And not that I have extensive experience. I grew up, playing a municipal course in, in Hamilton, uh, Shadokes Martin course, there is literally no flat lines. It, it's, uh, um, and, and I believe that's a Stanley Thompson design as well, but Lakeview is literally right across the road from the Toronto Gulf. Okay. So you, you, you've got that kind of terrain, right? It's just a really intelligent design. Okay. All it, right. it provides a, a really good test 
Uh, it's a nice walk. The value is outstanding. It's there, there's and I and I can't recall right now, but some of the holes, I'm just like, this is so good. Yeah. It was just yeah. If you get a chance to play it, I highly recommend. It. Okay, and so I played Mississauga's other municipal course, Rayben. Okay, yep. And that's really unique. It's it's uh, set on uh, reclaimed land, kind of like a, a large. It's always windy there, so it's it's uh, a previous landfill. So it's it's set fairly high up in relation to the city, but Lakeview is the one to play if you've got the choice. Lakeview every day. Okay, so you had mentioned value, so I'm going to kind of throw this out there. Is debatably this is the best value course that I have ever played, and it's uh, Black Bear Ridge out in Belleville. So I think I know a little while ago they were a top five condition course in Canada. Um, still think they're probably there. I have not obviously played the amount of courses that you have, but this one always sticks out for me. I always end up talking about it on the podcast. It's so long. It's challenging, punishing, turtle yeah. turtle yeah. back greens. It's just so incredibly hard. Um, and I noticed that you had played it as well. So if you're, I'm going to get, I'm going to get you to rank some courses a little bit later, but uh, okay. if you, uh, if you could rank a public course that you have played, where would Black Bear sit? It's got to be up there. Without a doubt, it's it's one of my top three in Ontario. Right, um, definitely high in value. But the conditioning is fabulous. It's a championship course. Yep. It's a real test. It's it's very stout, um, but it's also really fun. I mean, they 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 play off the elevation changes really smart. Right. So I mean, it 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 also allows folks that you know they may not be great golfers. They can go up there and have a really good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I know, I've like, gotta get, I, you're talking about that now. I've got to get back in. Yeah, because we um, we did not play the championship tees. Uh, it was my brother and I. We didn't play the back tees on that day. Uh, a couple of them were actually closed, but we did have a walk back on some of them on the back nine, and just the shoots were unbelievable. Like being, you know, twelve yards wide, like trying to put a ball oh, yeah. through it. It was it was really really cool to see how it would play as it's a former McKenzie Tour stop, right? So Correct. just how it would have been back, you know, for those guys playing. It was, uh, it was really cool to see. And and for me, um, it was at the start of last year and really punishing. So I definitely need to go back. I think I could shave a, uh, a few strokes off that for sure. Um, let's go right out west, though. You've played Cabot. So have you played Cliffs or just Cabot Links? Just, just Links. Okay. I haven't had a chance to get out and play uh, Cliffs yet. Okay, so I that, tell any I tell anybody if you're going that far, you've got to cycle around the Cabot Trail and you have to play Highlands. Okay, that that one's kind of up top, right? That's right. It's, yeah, it's more the northeast part right. of the Cabot Trail. I'm pretty familiar with the Cabot Trail. Um, like I've been out there when we when my wife and I went out, we did the Skyline Trail, and then we got kind of jammed up with weather. We weren't able to uh, to play a whole lot of golf. But I know when I was talking with Bob Weeks um, back around Masters Week, Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs were definitely two of the courses that stuck out on his you know on the on the list of courses that he's played. And he said every other day he's going to flip flop. One is better than the other. So much variety, you know, they're kind of must plays. But um, one of the courses I did get to play down there, uh, very small course, just on the uh, just on the ocean. It's a little southeast or southwest, uh, southwest, I believe, of Mahome Bay is called Chester uh, Golf Club. So I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but if you're down there again, 
I think it was about 60 or 70 bucks Canadian, and it is a must-play. You're right on the edge of the ocean. Um, we got rained on for a hole and a half. It was great. Um, just just a really cool course and great value, of course, right? So Terrific. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I, and it's conversations like this, Mac. I, I mean, I'm always open to to adding to my bucket list. Yeah. I've, I've gotten some great contributions from folks before. Um, one for you to consider, which is on the uh, Rador Lake, is, is the, the lakes at Benign. Okay. I believe they've hosted a McKenzie Tour event there. Um, yeah, anytime I can get an excuse to go east uh, east oh, of yeah. Ontario is uh, is a yeah. good excuse, right? So if yeah. I can uh, if I can find some golf, then I'm all yeah. into it, right? But um, let's transition in. So you and I have been kind of talking a little bit back and forth, and you mentioned today that you are just you despise blade putters or just uh, don't have a don't have a much fanfare for blade putters. So give me the story. Tell me tell me what it is that uh, you know keeps a blade putter out of your bag. I, I'm not the greatest putter in the world. And okay. I, I'm looking for any forgiveness and help I can. I just, the, the feel that I get from mallet putters, it, it helps me to, to play better. And this is a, a bit of a friendly kind of Twitter feud I've got with a, with a friend of mine at Golf is Mental, uh, who's based in, in Calgary. And yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just at each other all the time. We're having a lot of fun with it. What putter do you have in the bag right now, Mike? I've got a an older ping putter that I got uh, that I got fitted. I, I believe it's a Scottsdale. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but I've also got a, a tailor made spider that I use, and I kind of go back and forth between the two now. Yeah, the spider is very popular. I'm actually looking at my ping pal right over there on my mat right now. So that thing, uh, that thing's older than I am. But uh, every once in a while, I break it out. Um, I've talked about putters in a while because, or for a while, um, almost every episode I'd say it comes up because I played the Odyssey number nine. It's like a heel hosel type putter. The face is completely dead on it now, but I've played that thing since high school. I just changed it out this year for a Scotty Del Mar, 2011 Scotty Del Mar. So I'm not a blade putter. I'm not a mallet putter. I'm kind of right in the middle there, a mid mallet. So. Yeah, We're good, Max. exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's a beautiful putter. I absolutely love it. But I, all, all of my friends are rolling spiders. It seems like it's just kind of uh, it's kind of in everybody's bag right now, right? So I just find it amazing that that as golfers, it's the one club that we're really comfortable interchanging, like a lot. Folks are really, oh, I got like twelve putters in the garage, or well, I got a cousin of mine in Chicago. He's got like twenty seven putters. Yeah, and well, I ask them, it's like, how often do you use them? He's like. I've got them for a reason. I'll throw any of them in. I'm, I'm just, it's almost like the lightning in a bottle club, right? I mean, we're not playing around with our drivers or our iron sets that much, but something about putters. Hey, well, remember me when you're having this, when you're having this conversation next time, Mac does not move the putter out of his bag. I never have. It's always been kind of like, I don't know why I've just been a good putter and uh, I've stuck with it. But it was either spend a bunch of money, replace the face, or maybe uh, maybe try and move on. So this is like my second career putter and playing golf for wow. I don't know twenty years now. So I'm very impressed. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a staple in my bag. But um, I wanted to ask you quickly, and anybody watching over on YouTube, I'll drop a photo of it up here. You have an extensive ball marker collection. So I collect the balls, like I was telling you earlier, and I noticed a few on there. So I'm gonna put up a photo right here but could you i'm putting you on the spot here which what's your favorite one that you have in your collection oh goodness um impossible question 
It's it's a tough one. I've got. Uh, I think the one from Bamp Springs is is pretty nice. Yeah, because I, I really like the logo. Um, well, and it was such tough. Yeah, it was such a, a good experience out at the course. Now I noticed an Augusta yeah. National one there. So have you been to Augusta? No, no, no I have okay. not. These were uh, friends that went down that won the, the lottery. Yeah, so they went down and, and uh, brought me back. Uh, brought me back a couple. But I I go in every year. Yeah, I, I I'm in as well. So hopefully, uh, over infinity. Yeah, I know. I was I was talking with my cousin Bryce. He's come on the podcast a little bit, and uh, I was talking to him. I was like, I think this is going to be the year. I just and he said, you know, my uncle's been doing it for the last like 25 years and has never never gotten the tickets. So who knows? Maybe maybe our, our names will get pulled. But. Uh, Let's talk about the hat shop. Um, before I let you go, I, I gotta I gotta know about the hat shop because I I got talking about the hat. I noticed that the Shred Eighteen guys are are wearing them. I'm golfing with Greg on the day that this podcast will be released on Friday. Him and I will be out on Friday morning, and uh, he's wearing the hat as well. So how did the hat shop come up? This logo is really cool. Um, I got terrible hair right now, but so again, anybody watching over on YouTube really great quality hat these are uh they fit nice and low they're really comfortable um but yeah tell us how it got started and uh i'm sure it kind of goes hand in hand with the three uh 36 a day brand but uh let's hear from you yeah thanks a lot mac yeah um the visual brands came about relatively quickly um with a focus on public golf in canada i knew i wanted that to that to be a primary focus and the idea of fusing the country, which is fabulous for golf, with a golf ball sort of came to me. And I worked with a, a designer um, based in the Philadelphia area. He's worked with some other golf writers and, and bloggers. And I, I wrote to him and it's like, hey, is, you know, is this the kind of thing you could kind of work on? He goes, oh, my God, this would be so much fun. So he, he actually sent me like all kinds of iterations. And one of them just totally hit. So I've I've stuck with that. The idea of the hat shop, it was more just over time where I had some family and friends going, it's like, you should really think about the idea of like maybe a golf shirt or, or a hat. And I go over the course of the, the pandemic, I had a bit of time to do a bit of reflection and think about it, started doing a bit of research and I'm giving it a go. I'm, I'm you know, going to give it an honest go. So working with a company based in Ancaster to, to source uh, the, the kind that you and Greg have flex fit. Yeah. Which has a, yeah. So it's a, like a polyester spandex. I've got a number of colors. I'm wearing something a bit more casual. I like the uh, more, just the cotton twill for keeping a relaxed vibe. Um, yeah. I've got, uh, I'm really happy with the way they turned out. I'm also doing, uh, starting to look at a really more distinct logo profile hat. I've, I've had a bit of feedback from from some juniors saying, "Hey, I really like the hat, but it's it's just a little big for me." So go with something that could be a little approachable for for, for sure. Yeah, for I was just younger. I was just trying to get the focus there because uh, you were talking about how um, all the different iterations that you had and like if you actually look closely at the hat, it's it's golf ball dimples right here. So it's uh it's really cool. I love it. Um, it's a great hat. So anybody you know if if you got a big melon like me, go for it. And if you don't, Mike's gonna have uh, Mike's gonna have something in the future for you. But um, 
you and I were both fans of Triple Bogey. Like to have a good time on the course. Clearly have a, you know, stop, have Absolutely. a beer after, connect with some friends and whatnot. I know you got the mugs, so you've connected with Jeff in the past. So um, he's always been a big supporter of the podcast and really just golf in all of Ontario. Now branching out to Canada. When I was talking to him, they had just released the uh, the non-alcoholic version, and we're working on some courses down in the States. So we've had him on the podcast in the past, actually our first guest, which was amazing. And uh, we've got a swing oil segment, Hydrated by Triple Boogie Brewing. So I'm going to ask you a couple right. of questions. First thing that comes to mind, really easy ones, just kind of fire an answer back, and uh, then we'll wrap up. I'm not sure if you're a Habs fan, but they are in the playoffs right now, so you might as well watch the game, right? But uh has Mike has Mike ever had a hole in one? All these beautiful courses you've played, have you ever had a hole in one? I have had one, and it's on nice. an executive course, so uh, it still counts. Mine too, mine too. It's on. Uh, I was like 13 years old. It was on like a 130 or 40 yard par three, and I've been hunting ever since. I've got a couple within a foot this year, and uh, we got to drop one though. We got to drop one. What's uh, what's your lowest round, Mike? I always, I always. <clears throat> My lowest round, I got a 74 at Lowville, uh, which is in, in Burlington where I live. Nice. I was even after 15 holes and realized it. Yeah. Kind of limped home, but that was a pretty special round. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. That's a really nice round. Good for you. Um, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to ask you, the course blogger, you've been all around the top three courses in Canada. Top three. <clears throat> top three for me. Uh, Cape Breton Highlands Links. Okay, I, it's 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 uh, it's it's my my favorite. Okay, if I could only play one more course, it, w- it would be that. I really enjoyed playing uh, Tobiano. Okay, out in uh, in, in Kamloops, um, that was a, a really fun experience. It's a beautiful and course. I, I, I actually had it written down here, and I realized I skipped over it, and I went right from uh, Bear Mountain <laughs> to Banff. So I'm glad you brought that up. No problem. And, and now these are, these are public. Uh, okay. the, the third one for me is, uh, Cabot links. Okay. I haven't of course. played cliffs yet, but, uh, what they've done out there is it's just so special. And I'm actually glad I, I played the links course. I, I had visited the property when it just opened as a, a 10 hole course and I didn't have the opportunity to play, but, uh, with, a, a guy's trip, that we did a number of years ago. A group of us went up. we were able to get around in there. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Amazing, yeah. We're uh, we're so lucky in in Canada to have all these beautiful courses. Uh, favorite snack at the turn? Uh, lobster sliders. Love it, yeah. love it. I uh, Cabot Cabot does that, <laughs> and it is literally a must. I've been uh, I've been down east a few times, and uh, last time I was down there with my wife and kind of. Circling the Cabot Trail, going to PEI, everything, and I had about twenty uh, something lobster rolls that I reviewed and kind of just made an own personal note. So, uh, yeah, the Lobster Barn in Victoria PEI is the best lobster roll in Canada. Just off the Confederation Bridge, there to the right, is uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, most triple bogeys consumed in eighteen holes. I've got a, a boys' weekend. And the very first round is the attempt at a beer hole. Right. And I got I got to twelve, and I had to tap. That's pretty good. I had uh, no, I had. I was, a... I was pretty impressed. Well, impressed and not impressed. It was, uh, 
It was a perfect day for it, right? It was yeah. really nice weather and the pace of play wasn't too fast. So I kind of benefited from that. Nice, nice. Able to catch up a little bit. I've had uh, another Mike on from Laysod Golf. He's the uh, founder of Laysod Golf and, uh, he, he said he probably got pretty close to a, to a beer hole. Um, I've asked this question a few times before and I, I actually kind of remembered back to one of my, uh, trips to Belleville. Wasn't playing, uh, Black Bear, but I think I got pretty close myself. Um, younger, younger year. So it was a little bit easier, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, swing oil segment hydrated by Triple Bogey Brewing. So, of course, if you're at the golf course and a beer cart rolls up, choose Triple Bogey. You won't be disappointed. Mike and I have been uh, drinking it for a long time. You'll enjoy it for sure. But before I let you go, Mike, I am going to ask you your dream foursome. Um, love asking people this question. You've been all around, uh, you know, all around our great country playing golf. Uh, who would you want to play with? <laughs> I'm going to give you two answers. I'm gonna, so I, I will go with the kind of Canadian answer. I, okay. My dad, I, he, he, he taught me the, the game. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine, uh, John Wells, I enjoy playing with, and I'd love to play with Mike Weir. And to me, he's kind of my, my Canadian uh, golf hero at victory at the masters. Just compl- I know like almost everything about where I was that entire afternoon. It was such a special experience. Yeah, me too. And I think in the, the sheer, the sheer fun factor, Mac, yeah. I'd love to go and play in like Ireland or Northern Ireland. You get like Darren Clark, Rory, and G Mac. I've got a feeling that would be a pretty fun time. That would be pretty cool. Absolutely, go over to Lagavulin Distillery and just uh, have a good time, right? Like, I um, I'm a huge Mike Weir fan. A lot of us are. I was 16 years old when he won the Masters, so that's kind of what really got me to start taking the game a little bit more seriously. Absolutely love Mike Weir. Obviously, we're all Tiger fans, or if you're not, you know, I, I, I don't know. I haven't met anybody who's not a Tiger fan, so if you're a golf yeah. fan, typically you're a Tiger fan. But uh, those Absolutely. are those are kind of the two guys that really got me into golf. And uh, and John Daly, so if I'm talking golfers, John Daly's always been one that I, I feel like John Daly is the most talented or most gifted golfer of all time. Um, even Tiger Woods has said that if you removed – just everything and the most just God-given ability or whatever you want to call it, that's John Daly, right? So um, I would love to see those three guys go out and play a match. I know I've been able to see a couple weeks ago uh, John Daly and Mike Weir finish up a, a you know a tournament on the uh, well, that's right. on the PGA yeah, Champions Tour. Champions so tour now, yeah. that was a lot of fun for me. Um, but so was this, Mike. I really appreciate you hopping on. I uh, I just love chatting golf and golf in Canada is booming right now i think it i think you had said there's over five million players in canada right now on uh, on your blog which is really amazing um it it can you know it, there's a lot of pros and cons that go with that but really we're just trying to grow the game that's the idea of the podcast that's kind of the idea of your brand is just kind of connecting with as many people as we can and i've really enjoyed it we're just uh, approaching about seven months of the podcast and it's been an absolute blast so i really appreciate you coming on I uh, really appreciate the hats. These are absolutely amazing. Um, I will have just wrapped up a giveaway on our page by the time that we post this episode. Um, but if you uh, if you missed out on that, please head over to uh, maybe and give us your website, Mike, just before I let you go and and check out the hat shop because it is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Mac. It's been a pleasure to chat. the uh, The website is thirty uh, six a day dot ca. Easy. That's a that's a great website, Mike. I love that website. I uh, and and we've connected. Um, it's I think it's MJ underscore thirty six a day. Is that right? 
on Instagram. That's correct. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter. It's at 36 a day. Perfect. So yeah, go out, check out the blog. If you're, uh, we're all kind of in that mode where we're looking to do a bit of traveling and stuff. Now we've been uh, a little cooped up, right? So Mike's blog is a great spot to start. Learn a lot of the nice courses around Canada and maybe plan a trip, uh, go out and see our great country. Cause it is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Matt. Continued yeah. success with the podcast. Thanks a lot for having me on and, uh, Look forward to when you and I continue that. Absolutely, Mike. I would love that. And thank you for everything that you're doing for the game because it is uh, absolutely amazing. He's out in my ball and of course I tee up. I lose a ball and I re-up. I miss a fairway. I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average.